0: right, we are back. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me is Wendy Willis Baldwin. She has published this great book called The Sisters We Were. It is inspired by real-life experiences of Wendy and her sister. The novel follows two estranged sisters on their complicated yet ultimately triumphant journey toward futures of their own designs. Welcome to the show. Hi, Janine. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. I appreciate that. When did you know you wanted to tell this story? Uh, You know, I guess a few years ago.
1: um, I knew I wanted to tell this story uh, as I was coming off of a a brief period of estrangement with my own sister. Mm -hmm. And... We had gone through so much together over the course of our lives and well into adulthood. And um, we'd gone through this really cool um, period of reuniting and healing, and um, I was so proud of her. My sister in in real life um, had at one time um, her weight had gotten to the point of being 531 pounds, and she had been battling um, obesity for the entirety of her life um, up until she was 40 years old. Mm. And with her, it was a food addiction um, that really um, got out of control and stemmed from a lot of childhood trauma, and it was just really hard to watch that. Um, mm. You know, it's hard to to watch anyone you love battling an addiction. Yeah. And I was so proud of how she was able to overcome and and. Uh, fundamentally just realized her sense of self-worth and um, I've been working on other manuscripts and I was like, you know what, this is a story. I want to write a story about a heroine who saves herself.
0: Mm, And um,
1: yeah. So, and that was a few years ago and I went through, I don't know, three different iterations of the story told in different voices. And ultimately um, I decided telling it from the point of view of our protagonist was uh, Pearl Crenshaw was the best.
0: Now in, in deciding to write this book, did you go to your sister, tell her this idea, and was she supportive, or was she saying, wait a minute, this is my life here?
1: <laughs> well, you know, um, first of all, yes, she was supportive, and yes, I absolutely did talk about it with her. In fact, yeah. there's there are some anecdotes that I share in the reader's guide at the back of the book where, um, you know, the names of the two characters, you've got these two sisters um, the sisters we were is all about two sisters who grow up together, and despite the fact that they're under one roof, they couldn't be more different as adults. And you've got Pearl and Ruby Crenshaw. And um, you know, funny thing is, when my sister was up visiting me, I, I lived in Virginia at the time. And when um, I mentioned the idea of you know starting on a manuscript featuring a protagonist like like this girl Pearl, yes. Um, she and I kind of were what we were walking on a road called Crenshaw road. And it was the first time Janine in our adult lives that we had been able to keep pace with one another. Um, you know, my sister for most of her life had been, um, so heavy that, you know, walking across the room had been very difficult for her, let alone walking, you know, a five mile hike along a river. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it just seemed really victorious. It was a moment of, of victory. And, um, and so we I decided right then I was like, you know, I want to name the the sisters Crenshaw. And I named yeah. them Pearl and Ruby because um, you know, uh, they're gems, they're treasures, and ultimately it's about them finding their self worth and, and and really valuing one another. Yeah.
0: It's it's so interesting because everybody process thing processes things differently. And so to watch yeah. your sister um go through trauma, and then end up, you know, becoming 531 pounds, you might have gone through trauma and done something else, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. In, in real life, we did. My sister and I both experienced, um, and we've both been very um, open about this um, on the podcast that we co-host. Um, but yeah, we both experienced childhood sexual abuse um, from an older relative and, and, um, that manifested in our lives in very dramatically different ways. And I have always been really fascinated by how that is in families. And I'm sure you, (laughs) you probably have seen that countless times as well. I mean, it's just interesting to me that people can be exposed to the same thing, grow up in the same household, have the same gene gene pool even. Right. And, um, and yet really respond to um, things in such different ways. And, um, you know for me I, I i resonate a little bit more my character is more um uh, in line with ruby's although her rage fueled uh, behavior is, is more exaggerated than my own mm-hmm. um i i tended to um you know resort to athletics and and aggressive kinds of things as a way of processing my trauma and my sister um Really um, turned inward and sought solace and food, yeah. and so you see those behavioral patterns play out in these two fictional characters, um, Pearl and Ruby Crenshaw. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a it's an important story because a lot of times people go through life and they they're adults and they're holding on to trauma, they're holding on to abuse, and they think that's just going to stay with me forever. It's going to be my oh. Secret. Uh- yeah. yeah. I mean, you know,
1: I, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly myself, I'm. I'm in a constant state of evolution in my own life. And,
0: mm-hmm. and, you know,
1: what I love so much about these characters and the sisters who were, is that they, they are two sisters who tend to move through life taking two steps forward and one step back. And, yeah. and, and that's really something that, um, I think uh, a lot of folks can identify with. Um, they make progress and then they resort to their old ways. And, um, but it's it's full of heart. It's full of humor, and it's full it's full of really raw, real um, dialogue. And um, you know, you've got a subject matter here that's pretty heavy. You've got a five hundred and thirty one pound protagonist and a sister. And ultimately, Pearl needs help um, uh, with the surgery she's decided to have. And she gets Ruby to come back and um, help her. And um, Ruby's there for for other reasons. and and it's just all about the two of them you know, really identifying with one another and and disclosing the truth of their lives. Because up until this time, neither one of them knew the the full scope. And it's not unlike what my sister and I went through, where we we kept secrets for so long. And it wasn't until we got older that we ultimately shared the truth of our circumstance with one another. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where... Intimacy um happens, but it's only in direct proportion to the secrets we keep right yes. um, and And when we start to get truthful with one another, we create um, closer bonds.
0: Hmm. I want to mention to listeners um the website for the podcast life after fat podcast dot com You have uh, pictures of you and your sister, um but you also share you know past pictures uh, celebrating her fortieth birthday um yeah. And I mean, it's a—it really shows this beautiful journey.
1: Yeah, it, and it has been. It's been a really beautiful journey. And I will say, you know, the—the the inspiration for the story came from my sister, of course. But but the truth of the story, um, um, you know, I, I hung the scaffolding of this whole narrative arc on my sister's dramatic weight loss. She weighed 531 pounds and lost close to 350 of those pounds over a period of 18 months. And it's, it, you know, so I was interested in a story with these two characters who, how did that impact these characters? How, what do they learn about each other along the way? How does, how does Pearl begin to look at herself differently? How does the world begin to change the way they look at Pearl? Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, it's just turned out to be um, such a cool um, healing process and a healing journey with my own sister and me.
0: That's beautiful. What, what age was it that you started connecting and sharing your own backstories? Um, with my sister and I, um, yeah. you know, I'd say, I mean, in our, in our late twenties, we knew
1: um, um, some, some things, but yeah. it really wasn't until, I mean, my, my sister was 40 years old before mm-hmm. she decided uh, to have bariatric surgery and, and, um, It wasn't until she had made the choice and booked that surgery, Janine, where she really divulged to the family um, the truth of her food addiction. And you see this addiction and and all of the insidiousness of it um, play out in this novel um, with the character Pearl Crenshaw. But, um, you know, for many, many years, I I loved my sister. I, I supported her. I encouraged her. And I had no idea, although I had an inkling because, you know, it's like, okay, I would go to her, her house and the fridge would be empty except for like Diet Dr. Peppers. And wow. um, I would, she would be sitting at the dinner table and eat like a bird and I would be going back for seconds. And it was yeah. like, how am I this size? And yeah. and she's this way when I never see her eating, um, you know, the the amount of food and the amount of calories that she undoubtedly had to have been consuming. And it was just this mystery and it was finally, once she had the confidence and once she had realized, look, I, I need help. Yeah. Um, only then did she feel brave enough to step out and say, hey, um, this is really what's been going on. You don't know this, but yeah, I ate a pan of lasagna last night, right. you know. And, and that was when it was like, wow. Um, and, you know, to be so close to someone and think you know them your whole life mm-hmm. and then to have that secret revealed, that was what I wanted to capture in this novel um, is how that impacts um, and, and the empathy and sympathy that these two sisters have for one another. Um, they think they understand each other, but they really don't no. until they start to share the truth.
0: Right. You captured it in such a beautiful way, by the way. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Oh. It, it was it was a real
1: joy to write. It was like such a labor of love. Um and and there were so many, you know, it was fun to um, my brother and my sister both teased me about so many different scenes because they they know me all too well and they know um, my personality. And so they they saw um, sort of the, the back story humor and everything.
0: Oh, I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> so were they reading chapters along the way or did you not share it with anybody? You just made it a solo project.
1: Uh, no, my sister. Was definitely reading chapters along the way, um, and it was wonderful because it was important um, that I did that so that you know. I mean, I wanted her to know, um, and and I think she found it. She's told people she felt heard. Um, mm-hmm. That that it was neat for me to you know having been the sister that was always like, "Come on, you know what's going on? Why why are you this way? Why?" Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm so worried about you. And 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 for her to finally see me. You know, because at one point I thought, oh, I'll write it from the point of view of the sister Ruby. But I found that that voice was far less interesting than writing it from the standpoint of Pearl, the person battling this sure. issue. Yes. And so for me to, uh, you know, be able to convey what that character was going through, you know, my sister, um, my sister just loved it. And um and we had a, a lot of fun reading chapters at a time together and she actually writes a nice little note in the back of the book um, about how this whole story washed over her. I would say I wrote the first six uh, to eight chapters and and then I waited to give her the rest at the very end. but it was okay. wonderful because she checked it for tone and good and sensitivity and mm-hmm. um, you know all of that I, I just she was a fabulous beta reader.
0: I love it but your background now. You you've always loved writing? You've always been a freelance writer and was this something you did yeah. when you were younger? Yeah,
1: and you know, to any writers out there, it was it, it was this has been a 10-year journey for me to get published. Mm-hmm. I have I wrote two other manuscripts and um it just so happens that this was my third manuscript and my first one to be sold and interestingly, Janine, you know, the energy that's been around this book has been so Cool and positive because my when I when I finished it and I got it in tip top shape and I was ready to get an agent, um, I had a few different offers for agent representation and that felt really good. But I ended up going with Marley Russoff, um, and the reason was she a, is so fabulous and, and re- highly regarded. But. She had lost someone she loved due to complications associated with obesity. So, for her, this really resonated. And interestingly, tomorrow, the Audible version of The Sisters We Were drops. And I'm excited because Cassandra Campbell is the voice talent on that. And she's done Orange is the New Black and and Where the Crawdads Sing and lots of other um, really well known stories. But when she got out of the recording booth, Cassandra sent me a message, and she was like, Wendy, I'm so proud to be a part of this story. And she lost someone she loves um, mm. to complications associated with obesity. And, and so I just love that the people who are really surrounding me in this yes. are, they get are it. like-minded.
0: Yeah, they get it.
1: Yeah, they get it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when we've got 43% of our U.S. population battling this, That means, Janine, that right now someone, everyone listening either knows someone, is someone, or um, loves someone who is dealing with this very issue. Right. And it's just very relevant.
0: Well, the other thing is, Wendy, we've been in a mental health pandemic, which really, you know, we were in a crisis before COVID and it became exacerbated. So there are so many people that are struggling in so many different ways, and then, You think about, you know, eating disorders, someone can be an adult and become anorexic. Someone can be bulimic and you don't know. Like you were saying, you didn't know that she had a whole pan of lasagna. And um, you can struggle and it just, so many people struggle. Look at Robin Williams, you know, and so we don't know on the surface what someone is going through.
1: That's exactly right. And you know what? The other thing is, it's like, why can't we destigmatize some of this? I mean,
0: um, you know, my
1: sister, one of her frustrations, and we've talked about it on the podcast, is like, what are people ashamed of when they decide to say, if they decide, you know, oh, bariatric surgery is is a a path that makes sense for me. Mm -hmm. Why is there any kind of um, sense of stigma associated with that? Why aren't people loud and proud about that? They're making a, a choice to save themselves. And, I think that kind of thing ought to be applauded and supported in society. And we, we spend a lot of time talking about other addictions like mm-hmm. alcohol and, and drugs, and all of those are very important. And, um, and it's good that storytellers have been able to illuminate those things and that we talk about those things out in the open. But it's only through things like this where, where people come out and, and talk about their stories um, exactly. uh, of dealing with these kinds of issues that um, we begin the process of sort of taking the stigma Right. away from this notion of food addiction because it's a very real thing for a lot of people
0: and a lot of times it's been, it stems from emotional trauma right yeah that's exactly right in fact it's so interesting you know my sister works as a bariatric coach
1: which is so perfect, oh, in, perfect. In, in life in real life like she's turned her pain into her purpose and mm-hmm. and she walks people through this process and she's told me so many times that you know um something like 80%. I mean, these are just loose anecdotal um, figures here, but like, there's a a huge majority of people who um, are dealing with morbid obesity who have sexual child abuse in their past.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, it's a very common link. And it's that whole thing of, you know, um, self-loathing and shame and also just the psychological aspect of sort of creating barriers between you and other people, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's a very real connection. And it's one that should be, I think, talked about more.
0: Yeah. Did you see that movie, The Whale?
1: Yes, we did. My sister and I both saw it. And we actually talked about it on one of our recent podcasts. But, you know, it was interesting. We, we watched it and it separately and didn't talk about it until we got on our show because you know, I wanted to know how she felt about it having been, you know, almost that size, not quite as big, but definitely at the point of being nearly bedbound. And And mm-hmm. um, I thought that, the sh- you know, it was a fabulous movie and that it, it really illuminated the struggle of someone. And they, they told it in a way that was very um, real and raw and gritty and the, the acting and directing was superb. But But I will say it was heartbreaking because there was nothing... Um, that you that there was redemptive in Mm -hmm. it you know and and the difference although we have similar protagonists um, the sisters we were and the whale have you know mine is a a morbidly obese um, Pearl Crenshaw um, they're they're the same in their struggle but this is about um, this novel is about how we're all just one decision away from a totally different life yes and it's not until we really step into that like personal power and say, Hey, yeah, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I am worth it. And what I hated in the story of the whale was just, he never wanted to do that. He, he never wanted to seek help or medical attention. It was just, um, sort of a long, slow death. Um, and the connection that he made with family was wonderful, but, um, tragic at all at the same time.
0: Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with before we wrap up? Um,
1: I just want to say, hey, you know, um, if you um, know anyone who's dealing with this issue, I, I would encourage you to um, buy a copy of The Sisters We Were. And I, I'm getting really great feedback in terms of um, the conversations that it's starting. It's a great book club read, too, because it also um, interrogates just our whole feeling of body image and, and also the way society, society views um obesity and it's a huge conversation no pun intended right now um and also just a reminder that tomorrow february 28th the audible version drops and i'm thrilled that cassandra is the one voicing it
0: it's so exciting we've been talking with wendy willis baldwin about her book the sisters we were um uh, if you missed any part of this i'll have the podcast up uh by the end of the day and the show blog is get the dot congratulations Thank you so much, Janine, and I really appreciate you having me on your program. Absolutely. By the way, where do you live in New Hampshire? (laughs) I live in Lyme, um, just in Mm -hmm. the Hanover area, Upper Valley. Are you from here? I lived in Brookline for years and worked in New Hampshire for a while. I used to commute. It was like an hour drive each way uh, when I became a freelancer, so I know the area very well.
1: Well, I'm a Texas girl and transplanted up here, and... um, yeah, yesterday I went snowmobiling for the first time. So I'm trying to embrace it. Did you did you <laughs> like it um, or was it freezing? <laughs> yeah.
0: The the weather's different for sure. It's definitely four seasons. Well, hopefully we can meet sometime. This was great. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Again, if you missed any part of my conversation with Wendy Willis Baldwin about her book The Sisters We Were, it'll be up on the show blog by the end of the day. Again, the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you want to find out about being guest, you can shoot me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org.